Good evening. How is everybody? Doing pretty good? All right. It's been a crazy day. This is my wife's first time running sound tonight. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yes. Um, I'm used to having one of, one of these microphones. So if my hands are wandering, I'm used to standing over there, too. So just imagine me serenading. All right? Let's do that. All right? It is good to be here. I'm excited for what uh, God's going to do tonight. I have to just tell one thing before I begin. My pup-up, we, we, he's my granddad. Um, we call him pup-up. He lives in Pennsylvania. We used to visit him two, three times a year. He used to always tell me, every time I saw him, you're going to be a preacher one day. I'm, I'm praying for that every single night. And I'm like, shoot. <laughs> shoot. Church is on Sunday, right? I'm going to be in the NFL. There ain't going to be no preaching for me. Maybe after I'm done, I'll get to that story. And all that praying, he just messed everything up. I had some NFL aspirations. No, no. I, I stand here tonight having never played in the NFL, and my prospects aren't looking very good so far. Um, but I, I, am, I am so blown away at what God's done, and for all those prayers it is, I couldn't imagine doing anything else with my life. And I'm so thankful to be a part of this community at Crosstown. I love all you guys. So thankful to be here, to be able to be your worship pastor every week in, week out. And for the team I get to lead that went through this crazy day with us, thank you so much. Our sound guy was in Baltimore. That's, he got stuck there. That's why Kelly had to run sound and Jenny had to come last minute. And it's just like, they just, boom, killed it every single time they're up here. And I just am so thankful for them. Um, this, this is my first time up here doing this teaching thing, I'm very um, excited for what God has shared me, with me because a lot of times, you know, they'll be like, uh, we're doing this series, okay? I need you to speak on this. And it might not necessarily be something that God is doing personally at that moment in my life, but a lot of times it seems to be, at least amongst the staff here, that it is the case where God is working directly, teaching us what he maybe wants to teach others. So as I began to ask and say, Lord, I need something for you to teach. I can do worship if you want me to, but it was like, no, nah, that's not what I want you to do. Uh, we're doing not so random. We're doing kindness, and I need you to pray and ask me for what that is going to be. And as I began to do that, the word that quickly came to mind was sacrifice. And the verse he gave me, just like, okay, here we go. Philippians 2, 3 through 4. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit. But in humility, count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interest, but also to the interest of others. And so when I read that, I was first of all like, dang. So you said do nothing. Dang. Okay. How's that looking in my life right now? And so immediately the first thing I thought of was kind of the stuff that is going on personally with us and in the season of our lives. And a lot of it... Uh, you know, it's, it's got, I've had to take on certain responsibilities just based upon what my wife does. And for what she does is this. She runs a clinic in Mount Pleasant. So she has to drive to Mount Pleasant, first of all. And who wants to go to Sin City? Am I right? Am I right? No. No. <laughs> but, um, but she has to drive to Mount Pleasant to do that. She has a very demanding work schedule. So sometimes it's dealing with lots of different things. But it takes, it takes a lot of time. Um, sometimes not getting home till past 7.30, 8 o'clock. It's a, it's a long day. She also is in school getting her master's degree, taking two classes at a time. So she is coming home, eating dinner. We're 
trying to get the kids to bed, and then boom, she starts on schoolwork for the next couple hours, and that's just reading books, watching videos, just hours and hours of stuff. And I've, I'll be honest, it would be just me in the fetal position if that was my... I, I told myself when I graduated from college, I would never go back unless you put some, like, Daniel right on the wall stuff. That's the only way. But she does it every week, and it's, it's amazing. And so what that's looked like for me is that I've had to learn how to cook some things, and I'm not a super good. I can do, like, ground beef, stuff like that, tacos, yeah, spaghetti, those kind of things. But not a, not a vast, not a great plethora of options there for the boys to eat all the time. Grilled cheeses, I can go on. You can, you can see where I'm going. But so I have had to learn how to do more of those things. I've also had to learn that I have to put them to bed a lot of times. And sometimes that coincides with one of my great loves, which is watching football, which is not putting them to bed and having to deal with my youngest one, Doc, who... For some reason, that 7.30 to 9 window, whew, boy, he all think he's so sweet. Yeah, y'all think he's so sweet. He is sweet, but there, it's, a, it's a tough time for him. So we're, uh, that's, it sometimes cuts into, our, into that part of my life, and that's, that's just what it is. That's a little sacrifice for me there. But you can see these things are kind of like, these things are little, and so I was asking God, there is no way this is what you want me to get up here and talk about. <laughs> there is no way. I'm not like some example of that. My, uh, so as more have I gone through this and asked him, I began, he said, read that verse again. So I'm going to read it from the Amplified translation. Do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit. So that means, that word nothing means do nothing. And then through empty conceit, that's, you know, what am, what am I owed in this? Doing things out of that kind of attitude. But with an attitude of humility, being neither arrogant nor self-righteous, regard others as more important than yourselves. You can begin to see that the what about me, the I deserve this, I'm owed this, don't you see all the hard work I'm doing? Um, I just did like killed that dinner, uh, changed them diapers since they've been home. The kids have been off the chain don't you see how that kind of can start to drift a little bit in, that, in light of that? And that's incredibly difficult, but that's why it's called sacrifice. And one of the, one of the things that came up out of this, uh, we read a book in our men's mentorship group. Uh, it was Jeremy's favorite book. It was uh, called, uh, it's N.T. Wright. And it was a great book, his favorite book. <laughs> um, but no, he, he talks about in there, it's a book about Christian virtue. And what we talked about afterwards was how how God, what he will end up doing is a lot of times our will is to go this way and his will is a lot of times goes that way. And then that point is an intersection point and that's what we would call sacrifice. And I think that's, um, that's really true about that. There's a lot of times when there's not some things that I want to be doing, but I know that I need to be doing this. God's told me to do this. And then that point is where the sacrifice is. Sometimes I don't want to do the dishes. Well, never do I want to do them, but sometimes I have to do them. I don't want to put the boys to bed. I don't want to... Here's one that's, that I've recently seen. I don't want to lose arguments with... Because Kelly's brilliant, so she... She, uh, <laughs> she pokes the whole... She knows, and she, she's, um, she's right mo almost all the time. Almost all the time. And so there's, there's like little things, and I realize it going through it. I'm like, 
dang, she's, she got me good. She's got me good. And there's that little bit of me that wants to like throw something that's not even related into it, just so I could be like, that's it, I win, I'm out. And those things kind of creep up in me, and I'm like, where is that coming from? I don't want to tell my urges no. Y'all know what I mean there. I don't want to have not to have me time. As an introvert, me time is, is, I love me time. There's a women's breakfast on Saturday that I'm going to get me some me time. And it's going to be great. It's just by myself, either cutting the yard or it's just doing a project, just something. But those things are interrupted by this thing called sacrifice. Um, and, you know, there's nothing wrong with football games. There's nothing wrong with watching, doing those things. There's nothing, that is in and of itself, nothing wrong with it. It's just the point that when God's saying, I think you could take some time to play with your kids here. You could take some time to serve them a little bit more. I know that this is on right now, but that's really what I want you to do. There's other things. Don't you, don't you think that we could work on this? And it's in that point where the sacrifice happens. And the biggest thing, and I think it's funny, last, last week, I didn't know we were doing this series till like Thursday that we ended up doing on Sunday, the 25 days um, series. And so I was thinking I had this like, it's not obviously not original, but thinking it's going to be different. It turns out it's like Paul just like, I was, that perspective thing happened to me. And that's when <laughs> I was like, dang, it looks like the Lord's really trying to teach me something. Because there's a, he's teaching me in this. And then Paul talked about it on Sunday. So I was like, this is, this is, there. okay, there we go. We were talking um, about that. There's, there's a perspective shift that has to occur. And, and that's really what the Lord has taught me through this. As I asked him, to, please give me more, Lord, please give me more. This is really what he taught me. Um, and as a athlete, a former athlete, there was some, part, there's some parts of this verse that are almost counterintuitive to that nature. It's almost like you see in Scripture, the last will be first. Uh, others' needs is more important than your own. And I was talking with Josh about this on last week, and uh, we were just talking about how there's this kind of attitude exists. And he told me about this plan. Now, he's, he's not here tonight, so I came up with this. He didn't. So if he tries to teach about it in like five months, y'all heard it here first, all right? So there, in, in Luke 9, um, it's, there's, the disciples are arguing about who's greatest amongst themselves. And so uh, we were just talking about this. So I'll read it for you. It'll be up on the screen. It says, an argument arose among them as to which of them was the greatest. But Jesus, knowing the reasoning of their hearts, took a child and put, his, his, or put him by his side and said to them, Whoever receives this child in my name receives me, and whoever receives me receives him who sent me. For he who is least among you is the one who is great. And we were talking about how he doesn't go after him for arguing amongst themselves about who is the greatest. He, he doesn't do that. He, he instead shifts their perspective. He, uh, and and he, always, he oftentimes does this. And we were just talking about how, how fascinating that was. He doesn't tell them not to be great. He just shifts their perspective and tells them this is what you should be great at. And what he does there is he shifts their perspective. And that's really what he's taught me. And that's really what I've, I want to try to bring tonight in some encouraging, some challenging way if possible that our perspective shifts, like we talked about on Sunday, through the broken finger, affect how, how we see things and affect how things are perceived by us. They affect this thing that we're calling kindness through sacrifice. They affect it. 
What if we loved our spouses, our kids, our coworkers, the people we don't even like in the way Philippians 2 lays that out? What if our perspectives were so shifted toward this new way of being human that Christ leads us into that we begin to see what he intends for the church to be around us? Y'all know that we're, we're here for flooding. That's, that's like our thing. And I think it's great. It's amazing. I mean, when I first came here almost 10 years ago, I guess, wow, almost 10 years ago, we, I, you could have, you could have ne- we would never guessed that that would be what we were known for, right? And how great it is that we are known for something that's not, you know, haze in the room, which I can make a biblical argument for just in case any of y'all want to go there. No, but it's not for amazing production. It's not for killer worship albums or for how we nail small groups better than everybody else. No, it's for this random thing that's impacted so many people. But we're not going to always flood, hopefully. We're not going to always flood. There will be a day where that comes to an end. And what if this is a place where we don't always get it right, because we're never going to, but one that strives to treat each other's needs as more important than our own, in our ministries, in our small groups, with each other as we relate here? A place where spouses are trying to outdo each other in sacrifice a place where parents are sacrificing their own desire for the sake of their kids, a place where the relationships God has cultivated in each one of our lives are great, not because we have more fun than everybody else, because we have jump castles, which are awesome. My kids love them. It's their favorite day of the week. Man, it's like sometimes getting up in the morning to get here at 6, when you tell me to jump castle, boom, out, straight up out of bed. It's amazing. So, I mean, it, it is awesome that we do those things. But because our sh- perspectives are shifted towards what God wants them to be. That's, that's really the aim. And it's hard. Definitely, I mean, doing nothing for your own interest is very, very difficult. But I'll tell you what's, what the Lord showed me throughout all of it that really um, shifted the perspective for me. And all the things that I've had to pick up and do that I necessarily don't want to do, and things that, but things I know that I should do, I'm, I'm the, I know Kelly appreciates that, and I know that that, that, is, that weight is felt um, by her. And, and one of the things the Lord just showed me that I think just shifted all of it for me was the fact that all that she is sacrificing tends to get overlooked by me in the light of those things. Um, I thought how great it would be for her to be able just to worry about dinner at 4.30, because she's coming on her way home with the kids, and how great it would, have to, it would be for her to be able to pull out her Ina Garten cookbooks and cook up some amazing recipe. And that sacrifice she's making not being able to do that all the time. How great it would be for her to have to take the kids and drop them off at school and pick them back up to hear them sing and play and fight and sing and talk to each other and tell her about the day. How, how great that would be for her and the sacrifice she's given up for that. How great it would be for her to sit down for, uh, shamefully to admit, almost, it feels like seven hours is on dedicated to football on Sundays. It's crazy to me how much time can pass. It's a beautiful thing. But she, she's, how, how much would she love to do that? To be able to sit down and just, you know, watch her favorite shows for that amount of time, uninterrupted or unbothered, and the sacrifice that she makes to make that happen. And the Lord said, um, you got you to gotta shift your perspective. And what that stirred up in me, and the thing that it caused me to have, was gratitude for. And that's, 
that's really how this, this sacrifice thing works. Um, if I'm grateful for, for my spouse, if I'm grateful for Kelly, our marriage works better. If I'm grateful for my kids, our parent, my parenting works better. The relationship works better. If I'm thankful for you, our relationship works better. If I'm thankful for the people I work with, our, the relationships work better. And that's really, that's what, he, that's what he showed me in it, is that the heart of gratitude, which is so good. We should do like a series on thankfulness for the next 25 days. <laughs> we'll call it like 25 days of thankfulness. No. Um, but that's the, the heart of gratitude in people's, in people's lives for the ones around them. That's what changes everything. And that's what changed it for me. And, and if there's any encouragement that I can offer for you is I don't get this right. <laughs> a lot of times, and sometimes it's so easy to become ungrateful, to, not, to, to begin to look at what I'm owed because I did this, or, or all the things that I don't get to do that I want to do, which are just, they seem so small in comparison to really the ones around me that are sacrificing the most. And so if, look, this is hard, I understand that, and I, I want to encourage you that it's the reason that we have these hard things, and the Holy Spirit's going to be there to help us. He's going to be able to show you those things, and as uh, I'm just going to just kind of close with this verse, and we'll move into the next time, but this just sums it up. Um, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Um, I don't know how else better to put it, the will of God in Christ Jesus for you is that we rejoice always, we pray without ceasing. So we're gonna do that in this moment coming up. So if I could just, if I could have the elders come down front here, that would be, that would be great. You can just stand right up in the front here because we're gonna have to pray for this kind of help to be able to make this happen. To pray for hearts of gratitude towards our spouses, our kids, to the ones around us, our coworkers, that we'd be able to be a kind of people that serves and that loves people like Philippians 2 lays out so great for us. Father, we thank you for your love. I thank you for your kindness in showing me the areas that I need to look around through the lens of gratitude and kindness to all that all the people that sacrifice around me that give up of their time and their desires. God, to bring your kingdom into my life. And I just, I pray for this moment. It's going to be, it's difficult to do these things. It's difficult to have those intersection points of sacrifice. Lord, I'm so thankful that we have the great example of you, Jesus, that's gone before us to show us how this is done. So grateful that we have your Holy Spirit to give us the help that we need. So God, show us, lead us. We love you. It's for your wonderful name we pray. Amen.